When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, today we're debating whether or not the Quran teaches flat earth, and we are starting right now with Howard's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Howard. The floor is all yours. Thank you, James, and thank you, Mohammed, for meeting me today. Can you guys see my screen? Awesome. Right now, just tweaking it. But yes, the floor is all yours. Great. So... I'm of the belief that the Quran teaches that the earth is not a globe and that outer space is out of bounds. And uh, I'm very happy that Muhammad agreed to debate me because for the last six to nine months, I've been begging so many YouTubers that are famous for debating to face me. But not only will they not face me, but they also kick me off their sh live streams when I've gone on. And it's probably because there's over 47 verses in the Quran that seem to suggest the earth is geocentric and stationary, level and spread out, and also contained. You see, many people can argue that the Quran is up for debate and it's all metaphorical, but then that would prove Surah Ibrahim 14, verse 52, to be a contradiction, as it says it's a clear message for mankind, and people of understanding will observe the advice. And there's also many other surahs with similar messages listed at the bottom there. One of my favorites is Surah Al-Baqarah, which is uh, number two, verse 85, in which it mentions that you shouldn't just believe some of the scripture and reject the rest. So I'd like to look into the seven verses that say earth is contained because it talks about an invisible structure that he's established himself above. And it also explains when, it, when um, Archangel Gabriel took um, Muhammad to the sacred mosque that nobody shares his authority and that the canopy, or the, as the Bible says, firmament, is well protected and no one can pass without his authority, not mankind and not jinn either. It talks in 13 verse 2 about how the heavens have been raised without any support that we can see and how the creator sits above on his throne. We also see very similar verses in the Bible. And it also explains how there could have been a worldwide flood. Because if the heaven has been constructed with strength, then it sounds like it's something that NASA's little uh, rockets couldn't get through. Also, it says in 
uh, Surah 25, verse 53, that the barrier, barrier made between them is forbidden to be passed. So either NASA and the space agencies are lying or the Quran's wrong. I'm hoping Muhammad will help uh, explain that to us. Because it also says in Surah 17, verse 1, that he alone is the all-hearing and all-seeing. And even better than that, in Surah 18, 26, it says very clearly that to him belongs the unseen of the heavens and the earth. So if there is unseen parts of the earth, that means that the spinning globe that we see with fixed clouds must be CGI and cartoons, because again, it says no one shares his authority. And as I said before, not even the jinn can pass through this well-protected canopy. So then we've got 22 verses and one hadith, maybe more, but I've found one hadith that also suggests that Earth is geocentric and stationary. We can look into them more now too. Because it says that he created the heavens and the earth with truth and wraps the night over the day and the day over the night. And he has subjected the sun and the moon to orbit us, as we can imagine with the yin-yang symbol. We also see in Surah 14, he's subjected for you the sun and the moon, both constantly orbiting it doesn't say anything about Earth orbiting. It actually says that they are subjected to us. And also in Surah 31, it says again that he subjected the sun and the moon, running its course for a specific term. It sometimes mentions swimming in an orbit as well. It doesn't ever mention that the Earth is swimming, orbiting, rotating. Maybe they missed that part. But there's also 18 verses listed here that suggest the earth is level and spread out like a floor, bed, carpet, cradling, level lands, suggesting that it's probably flat or a higher dimensional shape. Because when we see the calculations for curvature, we then read that there's level lands as a floor, as a bed in many different translations. It's spread out and that there's signs for people who give it thought. It also explains how it was leveled out in Surah 88. And in Surah 79, it not only says that he constructed the firmament or the canopy, it also explains how he flattened out the earth for life forever. And it also says that the mountains have been made steady so that we can keep the earth firm as well. So that goes against the orbit and the rotation. We also have one of my favorite surahs 20, verse 105 to 107, where he explains the earth is a level plane and that there's no crookedness nor any curving. Pretty descriptive. But we can go back to those calculations and believe in the theories that come with them. But we must acknowledge that there's a difference between primary information, which is things that we can experience like observations and uh, manipulating the cause and experiments. And then the secondary information like calculations and theories that we're taught to believe in. So we can make many primary observations with our God given senses and use the mathematics but it doesn't seem to match what we're being told. I'm not saying that the earth is flat because flat isn't a shape. 
flat as a description for what we can observe. There's many scholars that have argued in recent days that Earth is egg-shaped. But as you can see in the multiple translations of the renowned uh, scholars, it actually is talking about how an ostrich spread the ground to lay an egg, like a nest with rim, the Antarctica. But we can also imagine the solar luminescence experiment, star in a jar, where we can see in Egypt, the old ancient Hebrew cosmology, um, and even how wa the water cycle works. The Quran actually explains Earth as to be um, what we call the star in a jar, which is where we have a, um, a pocket of air, a bubble, in a sealed glass sphere. And we pass frequencies through it. And just like the Bible says, let there be light, the Quran says that he said to the heaven and the earth, come into being in Surah 41, verse 11. So speaking frequencies helped separate the waters from above from the waters below and we separated them and made from every living thing uh, made from water every living thing which explains why the sun and the moon could be swimming and that they could be uh, celestial beings that have a consciousness or something because even the ancient greeks used to worship them as demigods in surah 35 Allah holds back the heavens and the earth from leaving their existing state. In, in other words, he maintains this earth, this heavens, this shape, whatever it is. And here we have other verses that explain the creation of the heavens and earth is greater than the creation of mankind. So if we're stuck in a 3D paradigm, like a donkey with blinkers, the Quran and the Bible seem to be giving us um, advice that there's more dimensions to this world, like we know there's more to the electromagnetic spectrum than our limited eyes can see only seven colours and we can only hear seven music notes. But that could be why the Quran talks about seven heavens, because it might be also explaining that there's seven dimensions to this world. So there's many verses talking about seven heavens. And when we look at electromagnetism, we can see torus fields inside torus fields like Russian dolls. So when he talks about the lowest heaven and that he's uh, adorned it with lamps and set angels preserving them to keep away the devils, using them as missiles, it's quite interesting that when we look at stars with uh, modern cameras, they don't look like fire and they don't look that far away. So we can imagine when we look at the shadow of a 3D cube, that it would be difficult to draw or even imagine a 7D shape. But it definitely tells us to contemplate these things in many verses. And it also um, talks about Earth going about Earth in its broad ways. So it's an expanse. And um, like I said, it's higher than a 3D shape in uh, lots of verses it seems to suggest. It also talks about the moon being a higher dimensional being. And this is probably um, why when we use a experiment, we can test the moonlight chills because in many verses it explains that the moon has its own light. And it also talks about the moon being feminine. So feminine being negative would explain the negative polarity that it's uh, the, the cause and effect that it's light has on water. Um, we also see in Surah 91 
It talks about the moon as a female. She follows him, which could explain why the menstrual cycles are every 28 days and often align with the moon cycles. And it also talks about the firmament being an invisible, strong structure. And again, the earth being well spread out. So yeah, we can see that the moon has um, a relation to females' menstrual cycles. We can see throughout many um, Arabic flags, that um, Arabic flags from Arabic countries, that the moon also appears to be transparent, which is uh, interesting because there's often people making observations and seeing stars shining through the moon and also the blue sky or the black sky coming through the moon. Um, but yeah, that definitely explains that the sun has radiance and the moon light is its natural own light, not a, a reflection. And it also talks again about them um, swimming and that the moon has measured phases, just like we can see with the menstrual cycles. So we've got lots of warning in the Quran about sun, moon and wandering star worship, which we can talk about later in more detail. But here are some uh, verses that clearly explain that warn we shouldn't worship the sun, moon and stars as if that's something that many people have done and probably still unconsciously do. But we got about 10 seconds left for your opening. OK, I'll quickly go in. Um, here we can see lots of ancient demigods. Here we can see the surahs that tell you you shouldn't uh, commit sure, which is associating things with the creator. Here's uh, lots of uh, reasons why we should spread the truth. Here's lots of reasons why we should use natural sciences as a form of dawah. Here's verses that explain that Noah's flood was worldwide, and we can go into all the details later. Thank you very much, James. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening. And we are going to go into Muhammad's opening statement as well. But before we do that, I want to do a couple of quick housekeeping things. In particular, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you're from. And also want to let you know, we have many juicy debates coming up. For example, as you can see at the bottom right of your screen, Conspiracy Cats will be taking on David McQueen later this month on what is the age of the Earth, whether or not it's, it's 6,000 years or so is what's going to be debated. You don't want to miss debates like that, so do hit that subscribe button right now so you don't miss any of our upcoming debates. And with that, we're going to kick it over to Muhammad. Thanks so much for being with us as well. The floor is all yours. Thank you, James, for having me. And uh, hello, Howard. Uh, now, when it comes to the claim that the Quran supports a flat earth, that claim is baseless and lacks substance and gravity due to two very distinct arguments, the essential information argument and the consensus argument. These two arguments collectively will provide sufficient evidence to support the idea that my opponent is misrepresenting or simply not understanding the Arabic material that has been brought forth to him. The first argument, which is the essential information argument, can be summarized with the common phrase that the government and military utilizes, which is the need to know basis. God in the Quran utilizes this method where he, where he is revealing and providing the sufficient required information for Prophet Muhammad والسلام, and his followers to know what to do and how to think and what to expect. Quite simply, the knowledge of knowing the geometric shape or the figure of earth, whether it's flat or round, was irrelevant to Prophet Muhammad's mission. 
God doesn't outright claim whether the shape of the land or earth is flat or globe-like in the Quran. The purpose on why God reveals the information on when he knows it's best to do so is due to many reasons. But to list some of them for you, the following two is, are, are some of the reasons that we understand. God expects his servants to trust him without having to know the unseen and to accept the information when it's presented to them. This is evident in chapter 11 of the Quran throughout verses 45 and 47, where when Noah has disembarked from the ark after the floating, he calls upon God and questions him, stating that God promised him that his family would be saved, but yet his son was drowned. God replied that the boy wasn't part of his family, and God also warns Noah not to ask God about what Noah doesn't know, so that he doesn't become of the ignorant. Noah then seeks refuge to his Lord to never ask God regarding what he has no knowledge for, and begs God for his forgiveness. In conclusion, God has told Noah that he has saved his family, and Noah felt that he was misunderstood because he assumed the boy was his son. And questioning God's judgment resulted in a stern warning from God. Therefore, when God has revealed information, whether in the Quran or in the physical world, then at that point, the human shouldn't indulge in questioning God and his truth. When God has revealed to us throughout his own observation, through, uh, when God has revealed to us through our own observation that we are so small and the earth is so big that, can, that it can be a globe, Yet from a, a phenomenological perspective or a first-person perspective, it looks like it's flat. It shows on the glory of God, where, uh, where when the human thinks they understand, there's always more to the picture that the human doesn't know. The other evidence of this argument is God in his wisdom knows when is the best time to reveal to humanity secrets uh, and the unknowns of the physical world. This is evident in chapter 2, verse 255, that states that, they are unable to gain anything from God's knowledge except with his permission. Also, throughout the Quran, God tells us the story of the angels, and uh, God questions the angels on something that he revealed to Adam. And the angels, in, in honesty, replies back to God, saying, Glory to you, God, and they don't know except what God has taught him. And then Adam proceeds to teach the angels, demonstrating that Adam and the human is intellectually superior to the angels and demons. Therefore, the information and the timing was both essential to show uh, essential to how God teaches us and raises us. Just to uh, reiterate, the information of whether the world is flat or globe, uh, or a globe or a sphere, isn't relevant to the Quran. As for the second argument of this presentation, which I named the consensus argument, it is also a simple concept. Whereas the people who took it upon themselves to dedicate their lives or a portion of their lives studying and delving into the Quran didn't produce the same conclusions as my opponent. There are many interfaith debates between the intellects within the Muslims community that cover many topics, but the flat earth topic isn't something that is found throughout the community. Quite simply, there's more evidence in the Quran due to the word choice that signifies a globe-like or a sphere-like earth rather than a flat earth. You can see it more in a subliminal method than a direct method of ad addressing. It requires some logic and analytical skills to deduce the results. In the 8th century, where the earliest records of Islamic literature was being produced, there are records of scholars stating how the earth is globe-like. Uh, you have Ibn Rasta and Ibn Qardaba, who claim that the earth is spherical or egg-shaped. You also have more records all the way into the 11th century and 12th century, and later, clearly stating how the earth is globe-like. Globe In fact, a prominent Islamic thinker and a scholar by the name Al-Ghazali Al simply said that, 
whoever denies that the earth is a sphere has brought shame to Islam. This is all before the 15th century where the Miguelian uh, Elcano expedition occurred, which gave empirical evidence of a spherical shaped earth. I understand that my opponent will be coming with a few verses trying to claim that God has said that the world is flat. I can foresee my opponent invoking chapter 13, uh, 13, 3 and 15, 9, where God has stated the word he stretched or uh, where he stretched, use the word he stretched or doesn't signify the shape of, but that does not signify the shape of the object that is being spread on. Uh, like the word med is what he used and the word was like he spread the land. The word, just like in the following example, I will spread the tablecloth over the bowl. In Arabic, I would still use the word medda, as the action in the example is 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 the uh, is the as the action would be the one the spreading, and the tablecloth would equitate with what the land is. So this is applicable to many of the verses where my opponent would quote. So when God is saying that He's spreading something, it doesn't necessarily equate to the geometry of the shape that is being spread on. And if he quotes from chapter 88, specifically verse 20, where is the only time God has used the word sutihat, which comes from the word satah, which does in fact mean flat, or how you would call an object flat. Flat earth in Arabic is al-ard al-musattaha. That's the people who follow the flat earth theory. We, we say that it's the ard al-musattaha. The answer is that God is questioning us from our perspective in these verses. God is asking what we are seeing. Uh, for example, has he not made the world flat for us? Which again is a question for our own personal perception. This is supported by the word choice that is found earlier in the verses leading up to verse 20, which state, do they not see how the camel was created and the sky was raised and the mountains were fixed and the earth was flattened? Notice in the verse, uh, first notice how God says, do they not see? So he's talking about our own perception. And also notice in verse 20, God does not say he created the world flat, but rather the world has been flattened. These details is the reason why the Quran is in Arabic. It adds these layers of clarity that you need to you need to dwell into the language to pick up on. There are verses which make it clear that God is addressing something circular, like in chapter 39, verse 2, which is what my opponent used. When God used the word takawur, uh, my opponent like to use the word as rap, but it translates more so into coiling. It's like coiling a turban around somebody's head. So which signifies that God is talking into uh, something that's circular and spherical rather than flat in nature. Also in chapter 55, uh, verse 17, when God states that he is the Lord of multiple locations, like there's multiple locations of sunrises and multiple locations of sunset. Rabbul Mashariq wal Magharib. So he's talking about the plurals of sunrises in sunsets that that are occurring all the time, which which a lot of the other Islamic um, scholars use these verses to also tell people that yes, the world is actually round and it's not flat. To conclude, the information whether the world is flat or spherical is an imperative for the Quran, and the purpose of the Quran uh, yeah, is an imperative for the Quran or the purpose of the Quran. And the Quran doesn't outright say that the world has been created flat because that would be opposing to the truth. The simple fact is that there's so much in the physical world that proves the world is in fact spherical and in shape. And the Quran doesn't negate that understanding, nor does it support any other view. And that's that's it. Thank you. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening as well, Muhammad. And want to let you know we'll jump into open conversation in just a moment, folks. But another couple of quick housekeeping things in particular. First, want to say thank you guys. Seriously. 
well, both thank Howard and Muhammad as well, because but also thank you in the audience. The last three or four weeks, we had been mentioning that we were trying to grow our TikTok to a thousand followers so we could live stream there as well, so that we could expand modern day debate across the web. And you guys really showed up for us. You in the audience, we want to say thank you. We just hit a thousand and ten as of this morning. So really want to say we really appreciate it for real. That was a huge deal. We're excited about expanding modern day debate. And in addition, we want to draw attention to the podcast for Modern Day Debate. As you can see at the bottom right of your screen, Modern Day Debate does have a podcast. All these debates that you see on YouTube live end up on the podcast within about 24 hours of them being live. So if you don't want to listen to ads, for example, or maybe it's the intro music, our podcast is ad-free and music-free. It just jumps right into the debate. You don't need Wi-Fi in order to use it. So highly encourage you find Modern Day Debate on your favorite podcast app right now and subscribe or follow there as that way you'll get a notification for the next debate that releases on the podcast. And you can give it a shot and see, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe you like it. Maybe you enjoy listening to debates that way as well. And Links for podcasts are in the description. Otherwise, I'm going to pin that, them at the top of the chat as well. With that, we're going to jump into open conversation. Thank you very much, Howard and Muhammad, for being here. The floor is all yours. Thank you, James. Uh, Muhammad, I'd like to address your last uh, claim that you've got so much physical evidence to support your worldview. Well, Howard, just, just a question. Uh, I've seen you when you jumped on to the other uh, Yevdawa and you, you were asking the brothers there. And the second that they said that, are you a flat earther? You were insulted and that you're not a flat earther. So can you make it like, can you tell us whether you do support flat earth or what's your understanding of what the earth is? Because okay. coming into this you, debate, it says that you're a flat earther. No, you mustn't have been paying attention in my opening statement where I clearly said, Flat isn't a shape. It's a description of what we can observe. Our, our, our um, perspective is limited. I, I went through all that, but can we get no, back no, to I, my? I, I can we get back? Can we just that. get back to my question because that's relative to this debate. No, but uh, it's... your your question's not relative, and I already explained it in the opening statement. So, if I may ask you again, you've claimed that you have so much physical evidence to support your worldview. Can you name one experiment or one observation that you can do, that I could do, that would give me physical evidence to support your worldview, please? Or just get into a plane and just look at the contour when they reach 2, uh, 20,000 feet and you can see the contour. Well, and then the I, other thing is... go. Uh, I don't want to yeah. interrupt too much, but I do just want to be sure that the debate stays on track of the... Uh, the uh, whether or not the Quran teaches flat earth. While we do host flat earth debates, and I understand the concept of natural theology as being arguments for certain positions, at the same time, I do think natural theology, despite having the title theology, is still kind of distinct from the Quran. So I do want to keep the conversation more focused on the Quran. Don't worry. I was leading my, uh, my question is related to Surah al-Baqarah 2, verse 85, because the Quran clearly says or asks do you believe oh sorry that's the wrong one one second there sorry it's related to surah yasin which is uh, surah 36 verse 62 in which it asks or warns yet shaitan already misled great multitudes of you did you not have any sense 
So the point of uh, my, my question before is, in mathematics, we observed that curvature would grow exponentially with increasing distance. But when we go up in an aeroplane, that's not what we see because the horizon is always at eye level, like in the Red Bull skydive. Also, um, we see that in... Um, how well, yeah, so not, to not go into experiments yeah. and observations, just, my point is, what about where it says you. Shaitan has misled multitudes of you? Did you not have any sense? Is that not warning us that we should use our God-given senses and not just believe in what we're told? Okay, no, no, hold on, hold on. So it's you're just, this is the issue with, with what I found with a lot of people that like to use the Quran, in your case, as uh, proof to a certain delusion or to like trying to argue against the Quran where you take a certain verse and you think that it applies into a situation where it doesn't apply. When God is saying that the shaitan has deluded a, a multitude of you, the few verses before it, God is saying like, hey, child of Adam, did I tell you not to serve the devil? And didn't I tell you to serve me? That he has deluded a, a multitude of you? Were you not aware? So God here is talking about servitude, which is in Arabic, ibadah, which is worship, right? So it's, he's telling us like, don't serve, don't worship the devil understanding whether the world is flat or globe that has nothing to do with serving the devil so i don't i don't think that those uh those verses equate with what you're saying and and well, now answer well. my question i have a question so if i said that i spread the tablecloth over a bowl right does that that does that am i still using the same terminology of you're, you're, spreading you're, and expanding you're contradicting yourself mohammed in all fairness let me let me get a word in the, the fact is, you're twisting the words uh, because you're saying that to to spread out is the same as to wrap around. To okay, so now around no, 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 is no, no, different no. than to stretch out. Howard, you're all making understand the difference in language, can't we? You're, you're making a mistake where the word spread and mm -hmm. spread and expand that was used for the earth. Takawur, with the word you're saying about wrap, was used about the sky. So it's it's not talking about the land that is being takawurd. It's the night and the day that's being takawurd, no, which you're, is you're, coiled around, around the earth. One but second, I'm talking about you, the specific verses. I'll give you a chance to I'm respond. Talking about, sorry, Howard. Sorry, Muhammad. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'll give you a chance to finish. Go ahead, Muhammad. Yeah, so the the point is, is that like God is using the words spread and expand, which does not signify the actual like geometry that the thing that is being expanded on again the examples like i'm spreading a tablecloth or i'm expanding a tablecloth over a ball this i don't might, need to say that it's over a ball this might be a little redundant for anybody who heard it but just because we know that people oftentimes pop in part way through can you remind me the particular verse that's being debated right now sure it's 13 3 i believe okay and then what I'll do is i'll give you a chance to respond howard but in the meantime i'm going to look it up and then read it out so it says he it is who has stretched out the earth and has placed it firm, placed in it firm mountains and has caused the rivers to flow. So in other words, I think if I remember right, Howard, you were saying this suggests a flat earth. And Howard, or I should say Muhammad, is giving an explanation for saying, no, this doesn't actually. We'll give you a chance to respond, Howard. Thank you. Um, if I may say all of it, Muhammad, without you interrupting me, because I might forget something. Um, first, you've just twisted what I said. I'm talking about how there's 18, not one, not two, 18 verses that explain the earth is spread out. Earth is spread out, leveled. 
lands flattened uh, like a carpet, like a bed. Um, what you were talking about, verse uh, sorry, 39, verse 2, is where the sky coils or wraps or balls around earth. Well, when we think of a pool table or a billiards table, the pool ball rolls on a spherical table or does it roll on a flat table? Because you're twisting all the verses that I'm giving and you're twisting the interpretations and the words that you're using. People don't spread out a tablecloth around a ball. They either wrap a tablecloth around a ball or they spread a tablecloth out. You can't have it both ways. And please don't twist the verses. There's 18 that clearly say earth is spread out level. And there's 22 verses that mention that the sun, moon and stars orbit us and that the sky and the heavens and the night coil, wrap, ball around us. It doesn't mention earth being spherical. It mentions the opposite in 18 verses. How can I have misunderstood 18 verses that are supposed to be all clear for mankind, a clear message for mankind. Why would the creator give so many verses to support my worldview and primary observations, but not give you any? I aren't hearing any verses to support your worldview. You're just attacking the ones that I've given. I'm not attacking the verses, Howard, but I think the uh, unfortunate part is that there isn't any type of evidence that would sway you other ways that you are, in fact, wrong. So with for me to answer you really quickly, you're saying that there's 18 verses that signifies that he's saying that it's flat. The word flat in Arabic, okay, so this is just a lesson for you to maybe learn that, yes, there are synonyms to the word, but there's so much synonyms in Arabic that it's very specific, like it's very specific when he's using the word. When he's using the word sataha, that's flat. That's actually flat plane. And that was used one time when it's saying, do not your eyes observe that it's flat. It doesn't mean that he created the world flat. And now to go back to the example, when you were saying takawara, to coil, to wrap, right? You're literally taking that, that a tablecloth and you're, you said, wrapping it around the ball. And then now you're going to the sky that he wrapped it around the earth. So it, it's, I don't, I don't understand where the dissonance is or the disconnection from why you're saying that I'm twisting the verses when I'm saying that everyone in the world that who's reading the Quran is understanding these verses in the same way that everyone else is understanding them, but you're just saying that we're all wrong. So like, and and, uh, and now, like, to go back to, to, to the verse that you like to say that it was used 18 times or spread out and to expand it. Can I just quickly correct you on one point, just quickly, because you've just done it again. You've just done it again. I never said that the it wraps around the earth as, a, as it wraps around the earth. It wraps, it wraps, uh, the night wraps around the day and the day wraps around or coils around the night. It's talking about they wrap around each other. The day and night wrap around each other, like the okay. yin-yang symbol. Okay, but Am I now, misunderstanding the Quran or does it say that they wrap around well, each you, other? You're misunderstanding what the yin-yang is. You're misunderstanding the yin yang. Let's go, Mohammed. I am answering your question. Does it just say that it wraps around? Does it say it wraps around the surface of the earth, or do they say that they wrap around each other? Please. Okay, so if Please. he's telling you to observe the wrapping around of the night and the day, right? So what wrapping are they wrapping around, around each? Wrapping around what? What are they each wrapping other. around? What? How is it each, each other, other when there, when there's other verses that God says that the night and the sky or the night and the day they dissolve within each other 
So they're wrapping around something, right? So they're orbiting something. What is that one thing? What is that one thing other than Earth? So they are wrapping around Earth. The fact the that North. they are being wrapped up on one, one on top of each other in, a, in an action of dissolving within each other. There's so many, uh, there's so many verses where God is clearly stating that they dissolve into each other. So you're using the word wrapping. They can't wrap around each other since one is successive over the other. So what are they wrapping around? Let's have a look. James, is it okay if I share my screen just quickly for a few seconds again? Sure. Thank you. Can everyone see that? Now they can. Now, now admit you're wrong, Mohammed. You've just twisted it all over, haven't you? It says the day and wraps the day over the night. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't say it wraps it around the earth, does it? And it would go around the center point, which would be the North Pole, wouldn't it? The bullseye. So it does make sense. And it's there in Arabic for everyone to read as well. So you've so, been proven wrong there, my friend. I, I wasn't proven you. wrong. I just I just don't think you're, you're understanding the point that I'm trying to make to you, which is very simple. Yes, they they are wrapping around each other. But what are they Thank you. Thank around? you. So, so we agree are, that you oh, man. so we agree that you were wrong to say before that they were wrapping around the earth. Like they are wrapping around, around the earth. When God is it saying that, say that. Hold on one sec. Just to be sure. Hold on. That. I do want to. You're being very aggressive, Howard. I appreciate your passion, yeah. but I do want to be sure that Muhammad gets a chance to answer. So just don't lie, I'm not lying. You're just you're just being very literal in the sense that you don't understand what the image is saying. When he's saying that he's wrapping the night and the day, right, within each other or dissolving them with each other, that means like let's just say that around me, okay, there's like a big halo. Half of it is night, and then the other half is day and as it's going around me right it's going to be wrapping each other i don't understand where the image had like where you have a problem with the image and now just to answer you about the yin yang just to so see you, just, to show you, you keep, no 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 let me finish one point at a time though let me finish i want to give him i do want to humor let's let's humor muhammad really quick i'll give you 30 seconds muhammad if you can sure. get his point and then so I'm when you come down to the yin yang which is it's the black and the white and then the dissolve if what you're saying is right that the that the moon is the that white dot in the black, then the sun is supposed to be darkness. It's not supposed to be light. You can't have light and light and call that the yin yang when it's both sight and, uh, light and dark. That doesn't make sense. That's not what the yin yang is about. It's about finding that little bit of darkness in the light and finding a little bit of uh, 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 light in the darkness. But when the sun is out, that's light. And when the moon's out, that's light. So your whole yin yang concept is just flawed from the beginning. In your opinion. Um, you see, you've also mentioned angels. Um, where are angels, Mohammed? As quick just as to you be can, sure we just don't get that. too off trap. I do want to keep us focused on another. Maybe there's another verse, Howard, that you can re recite from your opening mm -hmm. that alleges that there's a flat Earth according to the Quran. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll share my screen if that's okay, James. I'll sure. just get them all to uh, right. all of them up again. You got uh, it. Let me see. Thank you. I would, just to quickly show everybody, because I'm not using, I wasn't going to use this as evidence, but here is a list of scholars, Islamic scholars, that actually do agree with me. So it's interesting. Uh, can you see that, Mohammed? Yes, and I would okay. love, no, just because you're putting things on the screen doesn't make it accurate. Show me the, where, where Ibn Baz said that the world is flat. I would love for you to show me the evidence where he said that. Well, you can you can look at, but this is my point. This is secondary information. This is other people's interpretations of what we can clearly read for ourselves, as the Quran says. It's a clear message for mankind. So we shouldn't care what other people say. 
Uh, but you wanted me to show the verses of level lands. Let me just get that one up again. Brilliant, this one is. Look at this, James. Bam! 18 verses. And I've le left a little footnote next to them. Let's just pull the first one out. 229. Mm-hmm. Are you able to see it, Muhammad? It's at the very top of the list. So let me know if you need it to be. No, no. can we can we get the full verse so he can show me where uh, God used the word leveled in that verse? Because he just threw a bunch of information, especially in his opening statement. He says, this is information, this is information, this is information, but I can't talk about it because I have nothing much to say other than read these guys and this is how I understand it. <laughs> like There is actually no conversation here. He's just. How many how many verses things. have you put on the screen, Mohammed? All uh, you seem to do I'm is have a debate. attacking I'm here to debate. I don't need to sit here and make PowerPoint Just to be sure. So Wait. what I'll do is I'll read that one that Muhammad requested. This is pulling it up on Google. It's islamicstudies.info. 229 says in full, it is he who created for you all that is on the earth and then turned above and fashioned it into seven heavens. So there's nothing about a flat earth there, nothing about how the shape of the earth or nothing to do with the earth level. And this is your problem, Howard. You just throw in a lot of words. You're thinking that you understand them, but they don't align with what the Quran is saying. You clearly misquoted the Quran there. You think? I'll get it up myself. That's the first one. Unless if you're going to flatearth.com and their version of the Quran. It is he who created all that is on the earth for you. Then he turned to the sky and made the seven heavens. So bring so, back your screenshots. Bring back sure, your screenshots. That's exactly what, what it says. That's it had exactly nothing to do with says. leveling. That's exactly what I said it for, Mohammed. But we'll go back to it. Don't you worry. And I think at that point you should just concede. <laughs> so we'll ignore the other 17. Yeah, we'll just ignore those 17. If you want to keep going through it, sure. But from your first point, you were completely sure we wrong can. and completely off. But if you want to carry on, we can. You know, it's just showing, like, you know, it's it's uh, it's very difficult to tell somebody that deluded. Because I know you're not lying. You really believe what you're saying. But pull up the verse that how you wrote it. We can compare it to every other translation. If you want me to go on Quran.com and show you all of the different translations to prove that I've copied and pasted from the Quran.com, I will. But we're wasting a bit of time here. My point is that he created the earth and then the seven heavens. So that means that the earth was created before the skies, the heavens. So how does Howard, that work I don't, on a globe? I, I, don't, I don't like how you're like going away from the point that you completely mistranslated what the verse said no, in added right, that's words. That's it, that's it. We're going to go on Quran.com and I'm going to prove you wrong now, okay? You're called, look, you're called here you go again. And I can why go on Quran.com and prove you wrong. Why are we going to go look for Quran.com when you're the one who's presenting the, the translations, no? Sure, let's go. Let's see let's anyone that says that says that the literal words that were used had leveled, anything to yeah. do with the word being leveled or flat in uh, Baqarah. Uh, chapter 2 and I believe 29 so I think I, I memorized the verse okay enough to remember that he had nothing to do with and I still there. yeah right. and I consistently find this with the stuff that you're quoting it's completely misquoted okay I'll prove you wrong in just a second. I didn't expect to have to do this. Well, I'm debating, but okay. 
want to say our guests are linked in the description folks if you'd like to hear more from them you can and that includes at the modern day debate podcast where we link our guests in the description box for each podcast episode as well in addition as howard is looking this up we want to say hey if you are enjoying this debate if you're like yeah this pleases me feel free to hit that like button it's a small little movement or point and click for you but it means a lot to us so we appreciate you guys as that helps us get more exposure on youtube as youtube counts that as engagement and ranks our videos more highly when people search for terms like is the quran flat earth Go ahead, Howard. It looks like you're. Are ready. you ready for this, Mohammed? I'm going to prove you wrong yet again. The, the name of the and this time you're going to concede. You're not getting away with it this time. You've accused me of lying. There it is. Quran.com. See all the different translations? Yeah. Right. Look at the wait, wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. Where, where, where's the word flat? Uh, did I use the word flat or are you accusing level. me? Are you, you said are level. You said level. Please don't interrupt me. You've made false accusations against me multiple times, and you've <laughs> twisted the words of the Quran multiple times. I've caught you out now multiple times, and here hopefully is the last time. Where is the word the level? translation from Dr. Gali, please. Dr. Gali. He yeah, is the on. one who created to you whatever is in the earth altogether. It has no word mention of the word level like you put in your screenshot. Thereafter, he, there he leveled himself. How did he, how he did so is beyond, beyond human understanding to the heaven. Uh, he leveled second. himself to the heaven. He leveled, them, he leveled them seven heavens. So he actually uses the word leveled twice. And it explains that he leveled himself and he leveled the seven heavens. How can the seven heavens be level if the earth isn't level? How can you have level around a ball, Muhammad? Okay, think so before you speak and try you want not me to, to make think? accusations. Oh, just leave this on the screen. There's one, two, sure. three, four, five, six, seven translation. And you pick the most skewed version, A. And B, can you pull back your screenshot? which does sure. not align with what Dr. Ghali said. So let's just have consistency it's, with what we're saying, because this is, this is sure getting thing. a little weird. It's not weird. It's just that you're showing that you keep making false accusations and you keep getting proven wrong. So he leveled them seven heavens. That's exactly what I've put in my paraphrase. Now we can now, move to the next one that you've no, been no, no. proven Go back. wrong. Go back to that verse. Go back to that verse. Dr. Ghali is not talking about on behalf of all of Quran. Just go back to that verse. There's a reason why I told, I, I told you to pull up that verse. Because on the internet, go through all the translations and tell me how many of them are talking about a leveled seven heaven. Except Dr. Ghali. And I'm sorry, nobody heard of Dr. Ghali. Oh, well, why is he on the website? But apart from that, because I use... There is, there is some truth to what he said, but not in this verse. So, yes, ah. there's so many there's there's so many translations. But look at the consensus. The second part of my argument when we said we can... Like the consensus of the community and the actual Arabic has nothing to do with the word leveled. Just because he's adding his own words, it's just like how you're adding your own, your own ideas and your own thinking. It doesn't make it true. Really? Well, that's strange because here are another 17 verses that all say very similar words. Spread out, leveled plane, carpet, uh, leveled plane, no crookedness nor any curving. How does that work on a sphere, Muhammad? 
How go, does it work on a sphere? How is it that I'm showing that he's talking about seven heavens and being leveled above them? How can he be above seven heavens if we're on a ball? How can seven heavens be level if we're on a ball? Surely you understand that they're talking about seven heavens because it's seven, and likewise for the earth, because there's seven dimensions to this earth. You were talking about angels in your opening statement. My question again to you is where are the angels? Are they physically here or are they outside of here? Or are they in a higher dimension here? Please answer that question, Mohammed. The only Do thing I want to be, the only thing I'm reluctant about is I, though both of you brought up things in your openings that I wasn't sure how it directly related, I usually don't interrupt. And virtually, actually, I never interrupt speeches, like timed speeches. I only interrupt during open dialogue just because I, even if someone wants to burn up and we're not saying this is true about Muhammad or you necessarily, even if someone wanted to burn up their opening with things that are unrelated to the topic, I just let them do it because that's up to them. But I do want to, for the open dialogue, redirect just because even if it's been brought up during the openings, I want to keep it focused on whether or not the Quran teaches a flat earth. Okay. That's, that's why I'm using it, James. The idea of seven heavens is explaining the earth has seven dimensions so just like a 4D cube called a tesseract, we could have trouble to draw a 4D cube. If jinn or, or demons are in the fourth dimension and angels could be in the fifth, if you believe in them, then that means the earth can't be a 3D shape. So earth qualifies as a higher dimensional shape than 3D on the existence of jinn and angels. So my point being, it talks about seven heavens in many verses, and it, the earth is greater than the creation of mankind. So I'm pretty confident that it's telling us the earth is more than a 3D shape, because it knew that Satan or Shaitan would be deceiving us with a ball cartoon that's 3D. So where are the angels? My question is relative to the conversation. He believes in a 3D ball, well, he also believes in higher dimensional beings. So where are these higher dimensional beings on your 3D ball, Mohammed? Well, there's the concept of the angels are unseen. So it's very difficult to see what you cannot see. And yes, they're around us. They're outside of, uh, they're outside of this earth and they're all over the universe and they're all over the skies, the seven skies. But that has nothing, again, like the only reason what I was telling you about the angels is the fact that God only reveals the information on a need to know basis. There was no need to know basis that the world was a globe, like a spherical globe for Prophet Muhammad. Prophet Muhammad talked to an angel. Prophet Muhammad, uh, seen an angel, and so did Mary. So, yes, the angels are around us. But can I please address one thing about Taha uh, chapter 20, 105 to 107, I believe? when the word is used, uh, uh, no crookedness and no curvature. So the whole verse, just to show you that you're just quoting little pieces and, uh, and bits, the people are going to ask you about the mountains on the day of judgment, okay? Say that God will, like, like scatter them like dust, and then, and then he'll leave the earth leveled as a plane, and then you won't see any crookedness or curvature. So God is talking about what happens on the earth on the day of judgment, not in our day and time. So you just took the, oh, he said it's it's uh, straight and flat, but this okay. is not, he's not talking about this time. 
Okay, so you're now saying that the Earth will be flat on Judgment Day, leveled and flattened with no curvature on Judgment Day, but now it's a ball. No, what what? you're saying? He's going to flatten it out for Judgment Day. Is that what you're? Is that your claim? No, my claim is that you're completely misrepresenting and mistranslating the verses, and you're only taking the verses to what fits your delusion. It's not what God is saying in the Quran. God is talking about the judgment day and not what the shape of the earth is in our current time. That's my okay, point. First of all, a delusion is to believe something that can't be observed. Can you observe curvature at water level? No. Can you observe any loss of landscape due to curvature at any distance? No. So how am I the one with a delusion for believing my God-given senses and taking the Quran as literal when I'm not even Muslim? I'm not even Muslim, and I'm telling you that your book is literally correct in these uh, surahs, and you're telling me, no, 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 it's metaphorical. No, no, it's all symbolical. It's uh, up for interpretation. And uh, you haven't got no any one said that. observations no one to, said that. To, to call me, say that I'm deluded when you're the one that believes in secondary information. I have primary observations that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe light does bend and light refracts without distortion at great distances, which is weird because when we don't see very far, uh, that's when we that's when we see distortion but yeah maybe light refracts the opposite of how experiments show that's okay maybe i am deluded but for you to claim that when i've given seven verses that clearly explain earth is contained which the my question stands are the space already? agencies are the space agencies lying or have they proven the quran wrong please answer that Okay, so you just, again, you just no do a lot of pass. data dump. You do a lot of data dump, and then you just don't want to listen, and you just want to argue. But I've asked you a question. I, I want you to answer that question. I'll ask you one more time, very quick. This is a debate. There's seven verses that suggest the Earth is contained. So, is the Earth contained, or are the space agencies lying about space exploration? Please answer. Spaces, that. Spa the Earth is contained. But let me get back to the other points that you made before you wanted to jump. So, ship are the space Here agencies lying or not? I want to That's give... my only question. Well, we, before we talk about the credibility of NASA and the other space agencies, <laughs> I do have to keep it on whether or not the Quran teaches a flat Earth. While those are interesting questions, and we'll host them another time. No, no, it's 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 all is relative, James. Because if the Earth is flat or level, however, um, a seventy flattened level shape would look, um, it clearly says it's contained. So part of Earth's shape is that it's contained, where the Earth model that Muhammad believes in is not contained. It's literally next to a vacuum. There's a gas pressure next to a vacuum with no containment. But the Quran, but I mean, I was, hold on, just, I was bringing up NASA though. And so far as we know, the Quran wasn't written by NASA. So we do have to kind of stick with the Quran itself. Yes, the Quran clearly says the earth is contained and no one can pass. So it stands that either NASA are lying, not just NASA, the space agencies are either lying or the Quran is wrong. Which one is it, Mohammed? Are you going to stand with the space agencies or the Quran? I apologize that you're misrepresenting the verses again. I showed you twice that you're incorrect about the understanding. The first one is that the verse didn't include the word leveled. Right. And the second one is that he was talking about the day of judgment wasn't talking about the the actual the actual time we're in now. And the third now, OK, where you're wrong is God said that the jinn nor the humans can escape the sky except with a clear authority. So 
that accept a clear authority is an exception to what God has said. So if you build a rocket and you have the right physics present and you put the right chemistry present and you get enough force to lift you off the ground and get you through the atmosphere, you have a very clear authority at that point to pass that atmosphere and explore space and take a picture of a spherical earth. So the, 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 the verse itself is not negating that no one can escape the sky. It's just you as a human. At this point, you can't until you come with a clear authority. This technology is the clear authority. We said to God, like, look, God, we figured out how the science works to put these components together to create this type of fuel that should allow us to get through what you've created here. Is it possible? Yes, it is possible, because that's how God created the world. God created the world in truth. You put the right elements, you the right ingredients, you get whatever you work towards. We work towards getting to space. God gave it to us. But God, again, the Quran is actually supporting that with the verse when he's saying, except with a clear authority. You just don't like to say that part when it says, except with a clear authority. But like, I know this is not part of the topic, but not only NASA, apparently to you, not only NASA's lying, but the Chinese the Russian, the French, and also the Saudis and the Israelis, all the people that played around with space and try to understand right. how let's space bring it yeah, back yeah, to yeah, the actual. You're topic. just all you're encouraging Howard. We Stop. can't get right. peace, You've but we're all on the same conspiracy. No, we've got to go back <laughs> to the actual topic. So yeah. let's, Howard. I know that you have an itch. Apologize. You want I'm to respond to that, and you want to bring up how NASA and everybody else is also in on it, but please, we can't go down that road. We have to, all right, let's bring it back. Don't worry. Um, so are you finished, Mohammed, or did you want to keep uh, waffling on? I, I would love for you to tell me what I just told you. Let's see if you're listening. Okay, so um, don't worry, James. I'm not going to go into how every space agency is tied to the United Nations. We'll leave that for another debate. But um, I'd like to, so your answer for the seven verses that suggest the Earth is contained with a well-protected canopy, an invisible structure uh, stretched with strength and all, all that stuff, it's not that well-protected. And you don't worry about authority. You get automatic authority by being clever and building the right technology. That's, uh, that's wonderful, Mohammed. If you really believe that Allah or the Creator would give automatic authority to any uh, any freemason or any space agency that has the technology so in other words you could be evil and you could plan to do evil things but if you've got the right technology the creator will let you go and go in and out of the well-protected canopy as you please but let's get move on Welcome there's to 18 reality. verses there's 18 verses that suggest that earth is level and spread out like a carpet bed floor you can argue about my interpretation of those 18 verses but my point is how many verses have you got that suggest there is curvature this is not the point this is not the point of the talk, the debate I'm not saying it's exactly that, the point. Of the no, hold well on, Howard. Howard, mm -hmm. you're coming here saying that the earth is making the claim that the earth is flat, like created flat. I'm saying that the Quran doesn't specify if it's flat or round. OK, that's that's the point that I'm making. I'm saying that it doesn't specify that it's flat. And you twisting those verses to say that that creation was created flat. That's you adding access to the Quran when, again, like, hey, if it's like a bed sheet, 
if it's a carpet, it does not necessarily, it doesn't mean that like the curvature, uh, I mean like, uh, not curvature, but the geometry is being spoken about with me laying a carpet. I can lay a carpet on something that is that has a curvature. I'm still laying out the carpet. I'm spreading out the carpet. It does not necessarily mean that the actual object is flat. I don't know where you don't understand okay. that part. It's as if you're not answering the question that I'm asking. So I'm going to ask it again, and hopefully this time you'll pay attention and understand. I've given 18 verses to support my worldview, and you're welcome to bash my interpretation and all the different translations that I've got of my 18 verses. I'm asking you, Mohammed, how many verses have you got to counter mine? Because if I've got 18 and you've got zero, then that kind of means I'm the winner. That or actually, you've got nothing to support your worldview apart from having a dig at my interpretations. I'm asking Howard, you, it's how not many verses have you got at, to support a dig. It's how saying that your you're not answering position, my question. You're not answering position, my question. How I am many, answering how, your question. Answer this. Well, Howard, Howard you are badgering Muhammad. I do want to give him a chance to actually respond. You, it, definitely, you got your question out, so let's hear from Muhammad. Howard, for the 10th time, it's not about me making a claim in what's in the Quran. It's me telling you that your claim is negatory in the Quran. So I'm taking the verses that you're giving me, whether they're 20, 18, or 6,000 of them, and I'm explaining it to you in a very clear, precise way that you're not misunderstanding. You're misunderstanding. You're not correctly deducing what the Arabic is saying. It's not about, it's not about like coming with theories on how the earth is round or flat in the Quran, but the Quran is not flat out right saying that the world has been created flat. The Why only do thing you the world that because Why do you the... believe that I'm wrong. What evidence have you got to support your worldview? Private observations or verses. I've showed you three times from just going by the list of you not understanding the material that's in front of you. I'm, I'm not, not here convinced. to give you my I'm not. Listen, listen. Nobody's making the claim. Please, please, let's try not to interrupt each other. I'm sorry if I get a bit You're the one interrupting me. I hope you. Well, but then, that's the problem all right, with people let's who. Go. I just apologize and asked you to not interrupt me. Tell me when you're ready. Sorry, James. Okay, I'm not ready. Let me finish what I'm saying and then maybe you can interrupt me. The problem is, Howard, you're not listening to what I'm telling you. You're not seeing well, the position. You started that, talking while Howard, Please do not interrupt just, me. Howard, let's give, you said you'd give him a chance to talk, so let's give him maybe 30 seconds. You still don't know my position. My position is very clear, and I'll say it again. I'm not here to present to you what my worldview is, okay? I'm telling you that your worldview does not align with what the Quran says. And the only thing that you're finding is evidence in your mind, okay, as proof, is mistranslated, misunderstood, and misrepresented verses. I'm here to correct those verses for you, to show you that, hey, buddy, what you're saying isn't aligned with what the Quran says. That's my point of view. I'm not here to prove to you that the world is round. Because even right. if someone put you on a spaceship and took you out to space and you see the world round, you'll still find a reason to argue. Please don't. Delusions. Please don't go there, Mohammed. Because um, we could really argue about them kind of things. Uh, but I don't want to. I'm asking a very simple question. How many verses can you provide to support your interpretation, your opposite uh, interpretations to the verses that I've uh, presented? Because if you can't provide any other verses that conflict with my verses, if you can't provide any primary observations to prove that I'm delusional, 
then what makes you so confident and what makes you think that you're going to convince me and anyone else that you're right about me misinterpreting these verses that I can provide that other uh, renowned scholars that are authorized by um, Quran.com and many publishing companies uh, to, to literally translate the Quran. Renowned scholars that have been translating the whole book that are on the websites and published uh, Qurans. You're saying that they're wrong, you're right. Okay, in case you are right, can you please give us some evidence to support your disagreement? Can you support your worldview with either primary observations or better, some verses from the Quran? Instead of just bashing the ones that I've provided that are all listed and on the screen for everyone that took screen such to research themselves. What have you got to counter my evidence? Okay, so in the Quran, there is a concept where God says that he created the lane and the skies in truth. So everything that you're doing, every input that you have, there, there's a set output that's already predetermined. If you take a car and you slam it to 160 miles per hour and then you pull the handbrake all of that can be simulated and can be repeated a hundred times because everything is in truth and that truth is what god created so if you go again in a different example you go up on a second floor and you jump you land on the floor you hurt yourself that is what god created so because of these sciences that we have which is truth from god as we're deducing it this at that point you have to believe it when the evidence is in front of you the fact that we have satellites and the satellites are in, in a way that is presenting uh, that is giving us positioning systems with some things that are called degrees and minutes i'm not talking about latitude and longitude is showing you that there is a curvature that there is a spherical uh a shape that is what's being measured the fact that we can simulate the earth and simulate weather and we can simulate on how how tides are happening on the earth all that simulation is possible because that it can be applied to something that is smaller, which is called a model. And because these simulations exist, it makes it very, very clear that the world, okay, that we're just mimicking what we're seeing in the world. And sorry, all those models cannot fit in all these global positioning system satellites and all the ways, even how ballistic missiles work, they would not go with the correct calculations if the world was flat. It's just very simple. So God okay. is telling us to believe. Let me finish. God is telling us to believe the truth because God has created the world in the truth. Whatever you put is what you're going to get. God has created the skies in the land in truth so that every human gets what they have earned. So we earned the knowledge of by the grace of God to know that the world is round. Though The world is a globe. And that's okay. where these verses make it very clear. But that's not the point of the argument. The point of the argument is I'm telling you the Quran doesn't outright state that the world is flat like a plane. That He never said that. He never created the world flat. That was never said in the Quran. And all your verses are mistranslations. That's my position. Okay. Are you finished? Great. So just so everyone realizes you did not give any counter evidence on the but you actually are saying that the Quran says that we should uh, believe the truth that's in the skies, yeah? So you're telling me that the Quran says in that verse that we're supposed to believe satellite imagery, we're supposed to believe calculations, and we're supposed to believe these uh, pictures and images of planets. Do you which is all. Yes, please, is, let, please is I didn't interrupt Quran? you. 
because that's about the yeah. Quran. So my point being, the Quran doesn't say that we should believe in secondary information, Muhammad. It's telling us to make primary observations. It's Hold telling on. us to I, look into Howard. the heavens. Please don't interrupt me. I didn't interrupt you. It's saying that we should we should contemplate on the realms of this earth. It's saying that we should look into the heavens and the earth and that we should be using our God-given senses in many verses that I listed in my opening statement. It clearly tells us we should be testing things. We don't test satellite imagery. We can test things at water level. We can test moonlight with a thermometer. We can also look at Venus when the sun sets. And that goes with Surah uh, Yusuf 12, verse 4. Where he says, behold. So far, I have to say, regardless of whether or not the Quran teaches you test, you have to be able to test it or not. Whether or not the Quran teaches flat earth per se is technically different than that, namely the command to test things. So I do want to say one last shot, going back to more verses that allegedly say that the Quran is flat earth. Otherwise, you've got to go into the Q&A pretty quick here. Yeah, sure. So the whole point is the Quran does tell us to look into the heavens and look into the earth. It tells us to use our senses because it warns us of shaitan misleading great multitudes of us. It knows or the creator, uh, whether it is really the author of the Quran or not, the creator knows that Satan can deceive us with uh, delusion. And that will take take us away from worshipping and giving glory to the Creator. So the Earth shape is very important, uh, Muhammad. But Howard, if, uh, if to it, be fair, I did just say like we're looking for like the verses that say that the Earth is flat, and mm-hmm. you said that you cited verses that say like you ought to look up at the sky or test the sky or you know try to examine the world physically. But those verses like encouraging you to do those observations like doesn't. It's not synonymous with saying the earth is flat. I do have to go into the Q&A. We do want to say, we want to say thank you very much for your questions. We're going to try to move through these fast so we can through as many as possible. James. Yes. Closing statements or questions? If you guys have two or maybe even three or even four minute closing statements, I think maybe two might be safer. Only because I just want to be sure that it's for sure on the topic of whether or not the Quran teaches a flat earth. And so if I give a four minute speech, I usually don't interrupt those. So I just want to be sure that... Whatever time is used, it'll be used for whether or not the Quran teaches a flat earth. Who goes first? We'll start with, given that we started with you for the openings, we'll start with you for the closings as well, Howard. So put your phone down. You can get those swipes in later, Howard. Come on. I've I've been taking notes. That's good. I like it. Is that a clipboard, Howard? Yeah, it's a motherboard clipboard. How cool is that, huh? That is very nice. Lovely. But we will give it over to Howard for a two-minute closing statement, followed by a two-minute closing statement from Muhammad. Howard, when you're ready, the floor is all yours for two minutes. Okay, to Muhammad and to every Muslim out there, is it not unconscious shirk? to glorify time as a creator with the Big Bang theories? Is it not unconscious shirk to glorify Helios, the sun, as putting it in the center of our soul luring system uh, as the Greeks and the Romans uh, worshipped? Is it not unconscious shirk to glorify Earth and space with the theory of gravity, especially if they've never been proven? That means that they're 
not demonstrable, so we're believing in secondary information, like I say. Um, we, I don't believe that Surah 4, verse 135, and Surah 5, verse 32, um, are telling us that we should not look at, uh, that we should look into the earth for no reason. Surely there's no better way to do dawah or evangelism than to promote natural sciences and help expose any satanic deceptions uh, that maintains atheism. Because without a globe, there's no space. Without space, there's no Big Bang. Without Big Bang, there's no time for evolution, which means there's no other logical alternative theories. So atheism would disappear. Freedom comes from knowledge, as knowing the reality around you and who you really are, because otherwise choices made on lies are not free choices. You are a mental slave to the principalities of this world via deception. Just like if a cheating partner in a relationship proposes to you, or if a con artist suggested going into business together, you'd make better decisions if you were better informed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Howard. We'll kick it over to Muhammad as well. Muhammad, is, the floor is all yours for two minutes. Sure. Uh, I find it intriguing that my uh, opponent had his closing statements before the debate. So I think the, my opponent came already with a mentality that he's not going to change. Uh, that's how delusions work. Now, when, when, it, when in the Quran, God says that God gives an image on the different types of mountains that he created and uh, the different types of like the, the some of the natural uh, events that occur around us in the world and then god said in the quran very clearly that it's the uh the people of knowledge or the the people of yeah the people of knowledge and philosophy and philosophy in arabic is is the love of knowledge uh in the ulama the people of knowledge are those who fear god the most so you can see that the people who are very successful in the muslim community are the ones that strive into understanding different types of uh, knowledge because they always associate it back to God. Us understanding that, uh, you know, the earth rotates around the sun and the sun rotates in its solar, uh, and it's, I mean, sorry, in our solar systems, it's all signifying to the greatness of God. And it reminds us, like, despite how insignificant we are, that the world is so big that it looks so flat to us, even though we've been proven and it's been shown to us that it's round, we still take it upon ourselves to uh, A, find the arrogance to think that we know better, even though we're so tiny and significant. But then it also shows the glory of God and where that however small we are, and it seems like we're as small as an atom, we can still have a personal relationship with the creator. And the creator teaches us things that just makes us love him more because of all of that has been presented around us. In conclusion, the Quran doesn't out flat say that the world has been created flat. A lot of the things that my opponent has brought forth was just misinterpretations and lack of understanding. And there's this uh, way that I say it personally, it's like they just like the opponents of the Quran, they just like copy and paste things where it's like they only like select a few words, copy that and paste it and select a few words there and copy paste it there. Uh, as you've seen, there was seven translations. He picked the most obscure one and then he misrepresented the other verses in regards when God is talking about judgment day when he does and flatten the earth, time. he said that was here. So uh, in conclusion, thank you, James. Thank you, Howard, for this uh, debate. Juicy to say the least. We're going to jump into the Q&A. I want to say thanks so much for your questions, folks. And first one coming in from, do appreciate it. Ryan Beecham says for both, where does the sun set? So in Arabic, the word set uh, comes from gharab, which means it's like it's uh, it becomes obscure, unknown, taghrub. 
So the word setting technically isn't like how it is translated in Arabic. It just means it's like it becomes غريبي almost, like it becomes unknown. So that's what it means in sunset in Arabic. Howard? Actually, it's uh, clearly stated that it sets in a murky, muddy water. And in a hadith or another uh, verse, it clearly says that the sun rises and Muhammad uh, wanted it to stop and rise from the west. It doesn't talk about earth spinning a different direction. So, yeah, it does talk about the sun setting in muddy waters and it does talk about the sunrise and sun setting as a moving body, not the earth moving. Thank you. Just, just because it's my responsibility to answer when he's talking about the Quran, when God is saying that he sets in a murky water, it doesn't signify the actual sun is setting in murky water, but he was painting an image for the people. Like in the in the distance, they saw the water coming into the, it, it, they saw the sun coming into the water and it was just signifying where he is in the world. It has not, it's not a literal meaning, but rather it's uh, like a, a, a tool, like a literacy tool for people to, to see the image that was being said. He's not talking about literal. And that was like only one verse in the Quran for for chapter uh, eighteen, but again, you just take it into the ver the weirdest way of understanding what the Arabic is telling people. So says Muhammad, peace be upon you, uh, without any evidence to support that claim. Again, okay. Uh, peace be upon you too, but Muhammad didn't say it in the way that you said it in the hadith. The hadith just simply states that the earth, I mean the sun, would be coming out of the west. When it's closer to the day of judgment and it's very easy very simple very simple for our lord that created this world to really slow down the earth in a way that we won't feel it and then make it rotate the other way and there are talks about how like the 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 polars of the world the, the polars of the world can flip and then we can rotate the other way so it's not far-fetched i'll just quickly say james i do agree with you muhammad that the creator is powerful enough to do anything he wishes but he's also smart enough to clearly describe how we would do things. And if he talks about the sun rising and setting in different ways, uh, he, he's talking about the sun moving. Otherwise, he would clearly have said, I will slow down the earth, like you've just said. But he doesn't say that. So stop God. making shit up. No, no, no. It's not making things up. What I'm saying is God is not giving you that exact detail. God is telling you what he's going to do. And however you're interpreting it, that's you. That's that's so the said, so says this what, how clear do you want? He didn't talk about electricity, so electricity is fake. Electricity mm -hmm. is not real. That's uh, I didn't that's say the, that. like that's the electrical companies coming things up because it's not in the Quran. He clearly says that they move, he doesn't say the other, but you're saying that we should understand it the opposite of how it's described. No, I'm, I'm making you, I'm giving you an apologist, an, an apology view, like an apologistic view on how the earth can, the sun can come on the other side, but it's not how you're explaining it. Because it's not me giving the detail of God, it's me seeing that it is possible. Yes, scientifically, it's very easy for God to change the orbit of, not the orbit, uh, the spin of the earth into the other direction. And at that point, it's game over. Yeah, and my point is it'd be even easier for him to describe it that way rather than to confuse everybody talking about the sun rising and the sun setting. But okay, Must move you forward. can have your opinion. Thank you. Carney Karn says, Howard translating, translating Quranic Arabic to English creates various results due to the way languages work. Do you understand the issues of debating interpretations of a language that you don't understand? Yeah, and the lovely thing is, I check multiple translations, like I brought up on the screen. You can check about eight different translations from Arabic people. I also have been speaking to Arabic people uh, that are of the same opinion as me. And uh, I also have been debating uh, many um, people that speak Arabic over the last six months. 
And uh, I've never heard any of these claims that Mohammed's made tonight. It's a first for me. Thank you very much. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. Yeshua the King says, debate challenge, does Sunni allow child grape? Like the fruit, but without the G. This one from Bitter Truth says, 1679, God restrains birds from falling. Nobody else can hold the Quran. Says, how would you explain Muhammad? Right. Muhammad, so how would you God, explain 1679 where it says, allegedly, yeah, yeah. go ahead. So, uh, I'm trying to recall the verse, but yes, there's a few verses where God says, like, do not see the birds on how God is suspending them while they're flying. So, yes, God is system. God is system is the one that's allowing the birds to fly. So, yeah, he's the one who's holding them up from falling. That, that makes sense to me. So for us, everything comes from God. God is the creator. If God said that this is the system and the system's happening, it's not the actual object itself is doing the task. It's it's uh, God's power and it's God's words that's that's handling it. So yes, God is allowing the birds to fly and God is allowing them to stay at the level they are and God's allowing them to flap their wings. You got it. This one from, do appreciate it, Carney Karn strikes again, says in Spanish, Conio is rude. But here in the Canary Islands, it means damn. Wow. This, or it also can mean wow. Says so this is why understanding how native language works is important, Howard. Also $10 to hear James swear in Spanish. Wow. Gracias. Yo también hablo muy bien en español. You, so you know what? I don't even know if I want to know what coño means in, in English. This one from... Just don't say it, Howard. Carney Carn says, My pet challenges Howard to a debate on physics. They seem to have the same level of understanding. Does he accept? Would you host? My cat is very pretty. This one from... Yes, <laughs> so... I'll debate anybody. I'm, I'm hoping that one day someone will have some actual evidence instead of just arrogant claims, but... We'll see. One day, maybe. I apologize. It's not arrogant claims, but no, you no. Can I, I, sorry, Mohammed. I didn't mean you. I meant uh, T jump on our last debate. He presented zero right. evidence. He just does not me. here to defend himself. So I didn't we want to move on. This one from Pointer says, "Howard, tell us about the stones, which are hearts." No, please, Howard, don't. That's not. Well, there is. It's I'll never just been relevant to any is, debate. I, I would Top love uh, to just mention James. There is a surah in the Quran, uh, which I didn't get time. I, I was. Uh, late, I couldn't say it, but there is a surah for Muhammad and all the uh, Muslims out there to check out. It's Surah Al-Baqarah 2, verse 74, where it explains that hearts hardened even after that, so they were stones. So yeah, check out Biogeology. It's in the Quran as well as the Bible. Can I answer that, please? Yeah, tell us about the heart-shaped stones, please. So, no, God is talking about how people's heart hardens and God compares those hearts like stone or even harder than stone. He's got it's and and it's just again a, a visual image of how hearts someone's heart and his empathy is lost to a point where they're like rock hard. And that if you put water and look at this, some science, if you like push some science, uh, some water into it, it can break that it can break that rock. It's got nothing to do with your heart stones, like it's they're not my heart stones, my friend. They're, they're from Noah's flood. They're worldwide. You can check that for yourself along riverbeds and along the coast. Did you did you ever buy one, just out of curiosity? 
I've collected many of my own, and there's people all over the world that are collecting them and showing that there's uh, too many correlations to be random water erosion. But that's for another debate. I, I understand, but did you? I just want to know: Did you buy any of them, or did you sell any of them? Have you been dealing in heart-shaped stones, Howard? No, hmm. I all collect right. them, I photograph and video them, and I take them back to the beach or to the riverbed, unless I find them in my garden, because they're also under mud and in valleys, four completely different environments that give the same results. And is it like hearts like this, like heart shapes? Check out my YouTube channel and you'll learn uh, all about it in the, in the... Gonna do. But is, no, that, is that like hearts like well, this? Well, then Why? you'll Why be... Then you'll be no, I just want to know because that's like, this shape doesn't represent a human's heart. I didn't say it was that shape, my friend. They're on I'm my YouTube wondering. channel. You guys well, then arrange my YouTube channel. an exchange easy. of heart-shaped stones after the debate. This one from Jim Thank Swim. Thank you very much for your super sticker. Appreciate it. This is one coming in from... Samir Farsane strikes again. He says, Howard... You misinterpreted the Quran to say we can't go to space. Muhammad, please read him 55 through 33. I think they mean Surah 55, verse 33. Also, if Islam proves your view, why aren't you a Muslim, Howard, you soy boy? I Do you want me to answer that after, Muhammad, yeah? No, no, I, I was going to ask you, but it's, it's not a nice like way but like okay so if you're so convinced that the quran is aligning with your personal worldview how, how come you haven't accepted uh islam's point of view because i'm put off by the fact that you're um idolizing a prophet that was uh marrying a six-year-old okay, and then raping can... her when she was nine. Oh, you don't want me to say that no no it's, it's not rape. that it's just it's rape it's rape if you i want to give muhammad a chance to respond because it's a uh, no consent clear a clear attack on Islam. I want to at least give Muhammad a chance to respond, and then because it's not on topic, but I know it's important to him. It's then fine. We it's go fine. Back to the this is usually how delusions work. So, it was like, I, I, thank you, James, for giving me the opportunity. I didn't mean to cut you off, but this is how delusions work. So they pick and choose what they like. So he does admit that the Quran is from the Creator because he's using it a reference of what God has said. But then he wants to attack the persona that the Quran came down on, as if like God doesn't know who he brought the Quran down to, and it's fine he can go jump on the islamophobia on what people are saying about aisha but there's evidence in the hadith that shows that aisha was in fact possibly not nine years old who knows what her actual age is no one has a perfect record of it and you can go with whatever you like at this point we, because we you know what this, yeah. this one coming at howard this one coming in from do appreciate it in particular this question is from thunderstorm he says howard is the son of allah and his prophet this is they, they think they're saying this is a statement they say muhammad is being suspiciously blasphemous p.s i got homemade chocolate chip cookies flat cookies okay well, i'll just take the opportunity to explain i do believe in a creator and i understand that in arabic allah means creator god above so I do see truth in the Quran, just like I see truth in the Bible, because not only do they match each other, they match our primary observations. So it's very easy for someone to accuse me of having a delusion, but it's not fair that he keeps accusing me of being delusional when he hasn't provided any counter evidence in the form of verses from the Quran to support his worldview. 
and he hasn't been able and he'll never be able to provide any primary observations scientifically. So to everyone out there, I do see that there's truth in the Quran, but I am also aware that it could have been distorted, manipulated, even fabricated with truth. I don't know that. I only know what I can verify with primary observations. And from what I'm reading, I don't believe that the creator would choose a prophet that would be attracted to minors. So either that's been manipulated or it's um, not from the creator. I don't know. I'm just pointing out things that I have tested with natural sciences. And that's why I'm here defending the Quran being literal in the verses that I have shared. I'm not a Muslim. And unless I was to find out that the Muhammad uh, and Aisha thing was added on extra, I would never become a Muslim because I'm against uh, grown men raping nine-year-olds. I think it's terrible that people trying to defend it, even if she was a few years old. I want to give Muhammad a chance Thank to respond you. just because this has been off topic. Go ahead, Muhammad. Yeah. Well, well, actually, just back to the actual conversation, which is my opponent has no idea what the Quran is actually saying. It just goes from the fact that he translated Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to creator, which creator in Arabic is Khaliq. And God does call himself the Khaliq, which is the creator. But Allah doesn't mean the creator. So again, you just your Arabic is very uh, limited, which is understandable. Sorry. Does it mean God? It means God, but you said it means the creator. So, so I say creator, but it, to a Christian, a Christian would say Allah. In, in an Arabic okay, country. But yeah? You see, you're talking about something that is very technical, like the Quran. The, the, the language in the Quran is, the wording is very important. We can't just say like, oh, Allah means creator. Well, yes, Khaliq means creator, which is Allah. Yes, I understand the connection you made. But because you're not being very specific and technical with your words, it's throwing your whole points moot, which translates back to these verses that you said. Your translations is incorrect. Your understanding is incorrect. And your your technical, like like your basic technical concepts of Arabic is incorrect. And I can prove okay. that just the fact that you said that God said that uh, the moon is feminine. In Arabic, we don't have objects. We just have masculine and feminine. My car is feminine. Does that mean my car has periods as well? Like Let's as go you- to the next one. We'll sure. talk about that later. This one from Quelo. Thanks very much for your question. Said, well, let me find it here. This is moving fast. A lot of people in chat. Thanks for your support, folks. If you haven't yet, hit that like button. We appreciate that support. We're at 125 likes and we have 314 watching. Quelo says, How do you know when the Quran is literal or metaphorical? Always thought that it is read objectively i think that's yeah. for you muhammad yeah so that's a very excellent question uh the, the way that you figure it there's some cer- certain verses where they do apply both literal and in a metaphysical way or a spiritual way and then there's some verses where are strictly literal and then other verses that are uh that are uh just in a spiritual sense so the way that you deduce that is a by the context and, and the way like the Quran is presenting itself, it wants you to think, it wants you to ponder. So there are certain things where it, like in a literal sense, it wouldn't make it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. Like, you know, people's hearts turning to stones. But in a in a in a literacy, like, you know, in a way of like a uh, uh, like God painting a picture for you. Yes. then it does make sense, like in a spiritual realm. So this is where it's like the person's ability. And as you can see, like uh, as a person's ability has been tainted with 
lack of just like basic understanding they can they can deduce things from the quran which is very incorrect and that's how the like and i don't mean my like opponent but like that's how delusions work is like they really believe it and then like the devil starts to decorate their their like or whatever they believe by like copy pasting verses and thinking that they're making this picture in front of them and it's just it's all incorrect this one coming I, in from I, I, I do want to I do want to do I do want to read this Howard. This one they said do, Mo, Jojo Mojo says this is they've been they asked this even before we started streaming today. This is how bad they wanted to ask it. They said a question you should write and ask later on during the actual debate. What will Muhammad do if it is proven that the Quran teaches a flat Earth without a doubt? And what would Howard do if a round Earth is a fact of reality? In other words, Muhammad, what would you do if you found out flat earth was, or uh, that Islam teaches or that the Quran teaches it, and Maha, or uh, oh, long day already. Howard, what would you do if you found out flat earth was false? Go ahead, Muhammad, first. I would show humility. So in the fact that there is something that is in consistence with what I'm seeing and what I'm reading. And at that point, I would start to ponder about what is being said, but I will always give the benefit to the doubt of my creator that he's right and everyone else is wrong. And at that point, then I would just keep searching and seeking the answer to understand why that this book that I've seen all the other truths in it, why that this certain thing contradicts with what I'm seeing in reality. And thus far, that didn't happen. But I'm telling you what I believe I would do. So. Howard? Sure thing. If Earth turned out to be round, it wouldn't be the size that we've been told because we've debunked it with primary observations. So even if it was much, much, much bigger than what we've been told, which is why we can't observe landscape ever hidden behind the horizon on a clear day, then that means that we're still being lied to about the dimensions of this round Earth. It's still being lied to about the distance to the sun, the distance to the moon, and everything else falls to pieces. It just by the fact that the size can't be what they're telling us, because we have debunked it with primary observations. So even if it is round, we're still being lied to about what Earth is, where Earth is, and what space is. So it's still great to make the primary observations and help debunk the lies. This one from, and I think this will be the last one that we have. Samir Farsain snuck in one last one, saying Quran, the Quran talks about two Easts and two Wests. A phenomena caused by Earth's rotation wobble. Islam is in line with science. How flat earthers, how do flat earthers explain this verse about two Easts and two Wests? Simple. Just like people say that the poles have uh, changed position, uh, there's many flat earthers that believe that the, that the moon is a reflection of the whole of Earth and that what we call uh, living habitat now every so many thousand years changes and that's uh, possibly why certain places are now underwater and many places have uh, been buried under sand and, and mud as well so there's many mm. theories out there that could explain why um, there would be described as two easts and two wests Howard, Howard just question do you do you think that the moon is also flat I'm not. I'm just. Do you think it is like a disc in front of us? And do you? Or do I already you... addressed it, Mohammed. I think that the moon and the sun are higher dimensional beings, which is why all the ancient Greek, Romans and Greeks worship them. But I'm and saying why the that... Quran says that they're swimming. Can you swim if you haven't if you haven't got any 
you, you need to move yourself to swim, yeah? So okay. the sun that, and the moon are swimming. That, that, you see, I, I honestly heard that point in the conversation, but that, that's not answering my question. What do you think is the geometrical shape of the moon? Do you think it's a 3D sphere or just a 2D disc? 4D. You obviously aren't paying attention. Higher dimensional shapes in higher dimensions. It can have 12 dimensions. I can appreciate that, but from your eyes that can only deduce 2D and 3D, what do you think your eyes are deducing from an observation on the moon at night or in a full moon? Do you only observe a 2D disc or do you understand that it's a 3D sphere? I understand that you believe it's a 3D sphere, Mohammed. I'm not stupid. Let me finish my point. You? You please let me finish making my point. We all observe a flat face of the moon because we never see another side of the moon, do we, Mohammed? We all see the same face of the moon from each part of Earth throughout history. We all see the same face of the moon. So why are you so certain it's a sphere? We must, this is the last we chance to respond and just, then we got to wrap just up. Just because of a simple concept called shadows. That's how I know it's 3D because of the shadows that you could see you know, from the craters and the things that surround it. You can even measure the circumference of the moon just because of the shadows that you could see on the moon. So that's all I can say. We have to wrap up. But I do want to say, folks, we sincerely appreciate our guests, Howard and Muhammad. It has been a true pleasure to have you guys on today for a juicy, lively debate. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you, and it was a great time. Thank you. 100%. As well as, I'm going to be back in just a moment for a post credit scene. Before I do that, I want to mention, folks, if you happen to be on Discord... We have a modern database Discord. Highly want to encourage you to check it out. It is pinned at the top of the live chat right now, and you can also find it in the description box about maybe about five or six lines down. It says our new Discord in bold caps. So want to encourage you, if you enjoy Discord, check out the modern day debate Discord. We hope you feel welcome there, no matter what walk of life you're from, flat earth, Muslim, Christian, atheist, globe earth, you name it. We are glad that you are here at Modern Day Debate. And we're going to kick it over to the post credit scene after a brief intermission with music, as I wish the guests well. So I want to say thank you one last time to our guests and stick around for that post credit scene, folks, as I will be back in just a moment. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.